Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? It is Monday, December the 6th, 2010. This is episode number 65 of Timberwolves Explosion. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is more than a pleasure to bring it to you, as this is just an utter passion for me, and it always will be, NBA basketball, and of course, yes, the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, well, we've got five games to review today. The Timberwolves, one and four in those games. We're going to talk extensively about Kevin Love. We're going to talk a little bit about Johnny Flynn. We're going to get into Luke Rednar. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, yep, Anthony Tolliver. Anthony Tolliver as well. Yeah, this is a crazy, crazy season, crazy team in terms of the explosive performances, the bad injuries, like injury after injury after injury, like I said, though, explosive play by certain players, horrendous play by others. So it's like, where do you go? Where do you go from here? It's, uh, well, the good news is <laughs> the star potential of at least two guys in this team, maybe three or four, is looking awfully good. But especially the two forwards, hint, hint, looking fantastic this past week, especially, yeah, Kevin Love. Kevin Love is going to be <laughs> the most positive focus on the show today. This guy is an all-star. Kevin Love is an all-star, and I'm going to talk more about that later on. It is just amazing. I'm going to kind of go, like always, like I do on Timberwolves Explosion. So let's get right into the game reviews. As mentioned, though, Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, in case I didn't mention that earlier. Appreciate you always for downloading and listening to the show, thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. (laughs) But yeah, Saturday, November the 27th, the Timberwolves played the Golden State Warriors. Well, gee, the Golden State Warriors. Oh, you know, don't you just love the success rate with the Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors? You know, back in the really, really old days, like the, you know, the dark ages when it came to Timberwolves basketball, you know, the early 90s, remember remember then? Yeah, I'm old enough to remember it very, very well, actually, because I started watching this team pretty much when they uh, first suited up in the Target Center, and even all the way back to the Metrodome, that was their very first and single year in that building. How weird is that? Um, I couldn't even imagine going to a game. I didn't go to a game in the Metrodome. That would have been kind of odd. Um, but, yeah, to the point, Timberwolves lose 104-94. to But certainly not, the, the tell in this game, certainly not as dramatic. It's just the way the Timberwolves lost this game. The score. Uh, Well, the third quarter, for one, the game was going okay, but you could kind of tell the Wolves weren't doing so hot. But the third quarter was a la, yeah, that's right, a la Carmelo Anthony. Good old NBA jam. Carmelo Anthony. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just a a never-ending, never-ending story. And this time, it's by a guy the name of Wright. He was the right choice for the Golden State Warriors a few years ago in the draft. At least for this particular night. Yeah, Wright. Oh, goody. Mr. Wright. Yeah, that's right. That, okay. <laughs> I'm getting really terrible, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, what a joke. What an absolute joke. Darrell freaking Wright. Taking the first round, 19th pick overall by the Miami Heat. You know, not a horrible player. This was back in 2004. But he's only averaged 7 points a game in his career. Eh, His 3-point percentage is about 36 over his career. It's decent this year, about 40. 
but are you flipping kidding me? The Darrell freaking right, the guy who's, yeah, as mentioned, a role player, seven points a game, is going to hit nine of 12 three-pointers. Oh, my God! Well, it's certainly more than enough when it comes to the Warriors. Oh, that's for freaking sure. I mean, there's always, always something crazy when the Wolves and the Golden State Warriors play. Remember the article I wrote last year called Golden Horrors? Well, check it out on Timberwolves Press. You may have to scroll down a little bit when it says older posts for a little while, but if you want to look it up, I'm sure there's even a, yeah, there's even a search bar on there, timberwolvespress.com, Golden Horrors. You'll get the full history of Minnesota versus Golden State, uh, at least on the negative side. Or, yeah, starting right when, right about the mid-'90s, you know, when the Wolves started to get better, and you had Kevin Garnett and Stefan Marbury and Tom Gugliotta, and then later on Kevin Garnett and Marbury and, and Joe Smith, and then Garnett and Brandon and Joe Smith and blah 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 Wally Zerbiak and, and, and uh, you know, all those wonderful names, yeah. To think those are the glory years of the Timberwolves is kind of frustrating. Um, we'll just kind of leave that alone. Uh, Darrell freaking right, though. 9 of 12 from three-point range. It's just like, this is this is inhuman. This is BS. What the Sam Hill is this? And Darrell right, yeah, most of them came in the third quarter, a la NBA Jam Carmelo Anthony. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new NBA Jam, at least when it comes to the Timberwolves, and that's Darrell Wright. You are correct. That is the true answer when it comes to Durrell Wright and the Timberwolves, unfortunately. Come out of this thing a loser. Kevin Love, though, is mentioned, and I'm going to continue to say this. This SOB, Kevin Love, this son of a gun. <laughs> I complained about him in the summer. I, we, me and Marcus, the forecaster, at length talked about how we'd rather keep Al Jefferson on this team because of the post moves. He's, he's more of a guarantee when it came to scoring. I will still say that uh, Jefferson's more of a guarantee when it came to scoring, I guess. But this guy, Kevin Love, is a 2020 machine. And I remember just kind of like shaking my head when I'd see posts of people saying, you know, Kevin Love's a 2020 machine. You know, why, what are you, what, what's your problem? You know, why, why would anybody not think he's the MVP on the Wolves? Well, because he wasn't getting 2020s every game. What the heck, you know? This year he is. And it's, it's just like early something very, very close to it. He almost had a 30-20 the other night. We'll get to that later. Well, Kevin Love was 21-22 and 22 in this game. If Kevin Love does not make the All-Star team, I'm going to be pissed. And I think a lot of people across the league, or across this state anyway, a lot of you Wolves fans out there are going to be pretty pissed off, and you're going to have all the right in the world to be. Kevin Love needs to make the All-Star team. There's no doubt about it. Michael Beasley, also, I think he is an All-Star potential. He probably won't make it this year. But if the guy continues to score the way he the way he can, and I think he's going to actually get better when the consistency comes around for Michael Beasley. Oh my goodness, watch out! We're talking mid twenties a game if Michael Beasley can pan out in the direction he is headed. I mean, he clearly is headed in that direction. Twenty eight points in this particular game, though he shot just a little too much. Eleven of twenty five from the floor. Wesley Johnson's shooting kind of taking a dump a little bit. And unfortunately, the field goal attempt staying about as low as usual. Uh, Johnson only two of six from the floor. Luke Ridnar, yeah, he was six. He was five of ten from the floor at sixteen points, six assists, and all that stuff, but five turnovers. And you know what? This is the other thing I'm going to get to as well. The other topic, like I was saying, I'm going to rant about certain things, and I'm going <laughs> to, and I'm going to talk, you know, positive about the Kevin Love Michael Beasley deal. 
Darko Milicic as well, three blocks in the game as we kind of quietly conclude the game and slightly slower sort of move into December here. But uh, I'm going to continue this conversation first, though. Um, Luke Ridnar cannot run an offense. And he's not a – what the – this guy can't run this offense, and I, I can't believe it. I thought that's what Luke Rednar was going to do when he came in here into Minnesota. I thought he was going to be able to run this offense, and it sure looked like it early on. Luke Rednar does not look like a point guard. He just kind of dribbles the ball and watches people and then just goes willy-nilly either to the basket and gets blocked or puts, a, puts up a, a pull-up jumper. I mean, he's kind of turning into Telfair like two years ago when I used to scream at Sebastian Telfair all the time. Telfair is looking like an okay point guard. His shot selection is still kind of cruddy, for lack of a better word. But it's uh, it's not as bad. He looks like he's got a little more of a mindset of a point guard now than he did two years ago. Two years ago, Telfair was the kind of guy you just like, dude, sit down, sit down. I'm I'm done. Just sit down. I can't take this anymore. I'm just this is this is torture to watch, torture to coach. I'm sure for the coaches, but. No, Luke Ridnar is torture right now to watch. Yeah, sure, he's going to get 16 points here and there, but most of the time, that whole six assist thing, yeah, that's about as high as you're going to get with Luke Ridnar. The guy, how many times this year has he gotten one or two assists in like 40 minutes? The guy's not a point guard. And I thought he was a point guard. I mean, all of us did. Either Kurt Rambis can't coach offense, or his point guards can't play in this offense, or all the above, or we just flat out have the wrong personnel. Uh, yeah, I think the wrong personnel is definitely accurate as well. Johnny Flynn had better get his butt back to this team, though, of course, he could not play against the Knicks tonight, and also send it, getting sent back to the, uh, Johnny Flynn getting sent back to the D-League this weekend, this coming weekend. That, that tells you how long Johnny Flynn still is going to take. That's getting really ridiculous. Uh, Martel Webster still not back. And uh, no, really, no, nobody's even talking about Martel Webster yet. And uh, as we move on forward, we're going to talk about Anthony Tolliver. He played fairly well in the Golden State game as we conclude that. Um, the third quarter was the undoing of the Wolves. Darrell Wright was the undoing, of course, 9-12. I mean, what are you going to do? We're moving on to December 1st, Dallas-Maverick game. Um, but no, Tolliver was okay in that game. So it's like, whatever. It's the only reason I even bring that up is because he played against his former team, Luke Ridnour against the Dallas Mavericks. This is a 100-86 loss in Dallas, Texas. The classic good old Texas two-step. Oh, I love the Texas two-step because it's usually two losses. <laughs> Once in a while you get a nice, emotional, cute little win. Though you got to love the reciprocal here. You know what that means where you're kind of like, the, you're literally the, ma- the mathematical opposite. Uh, Dallas Mavericks 14-4, and four, the Timberwolves 4-14 four and 14 at the conclusion of the December 1st game last week. Man, has it already been that long. Uh, this game sucked major. You know what? The Timberwolves had no identity in this game. Everybody shot like crap in this game. Every single one of them shot crap in this game. Darko Milicic put up 15 shots and made 6 shots. One of his sky hooks or baby hooks or whatever hit the wrong side of the backboard. It was so off. I just... This game had me pulling my hair out because it's like, oh my god. Why? Every time you think this team is starting to build an identity, they go back to the same old crap again, and we're pissed off once again because this team has no identity. They're, they 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 just they, they get into games and they don't even compete. They can't make shots. They can't they can't run an offense worth crap. Uh, the only starter in this game 
in fact, the only player in this entire game that shot over 50%, oh, okay, other than Kufos, who played two minutes and hit one basket, was Wesley Johnson. Okay, so yeah, Wesley Johnson, that's right, shot over 50% in this game. The only problem is he shot three shots in the entire game. This, this, this doesn't make any sense. Again, the shot, <laughs> the, the field goal attempts for Wesley Johnson, I think, need to go up. I don't think his shooting, yeah, his shooting has gone down the past week or so, and it's disappointing, but you got to get the ball to Wesley Johnson a little bit more. Darker Milicic, 15 shot attempts. What are you thinking? Especially with the results. I mean, if your starting center is not necessarily known for offense, and he's having a bad night offensively, and you continue to to feed him the ball, uh, why? What are you doing? I mean, what is this? This is definitely the ugly game of the week. The Timberwolves play much more competitive basketball here. So don't worry. I'm not going to just sit here and pile on and rant. I know it's annoying. I know it's frustrating. But, you know, at the same time, I'm speaking for you guys out there. You know, I'm trying to be your voice. I'm trying to give you the perspective of a fan. Like, uh, you know, Brent Jacobson says about Purple Mafia. That's the Minnesota Vikings show, of course, that I do also on the SportsStuff.com on iTunes. Uh, but it's just... This game was garbage, was unwatchable, it was unreviewable, (laughs) but I am reviewing it anyway. But yeah, like I'm saying, unreviewable because there was just no semblance of identity. I don't even really want to get further into it much. Nobody shot well. Okay, we'll get into a couple numbers here. As I mentioned, 6 of 15 for Dr. Melissa, that was the worst part. 4 of 11 for Ridnar, as mentioned. I could probably run this offense better than he did. The better than he did in this game, it was just meaningless. It was meaningless. Don't like why even show up? Don't even put the uniform on if you're going to play like that. Seriously, he did not run the offense. Kevin Love only three of ten, and there you go again. Copyright Ronald Reagan. Um, about there you go again. Yeah, he got a double double, twelve and fifteen. The twelve, of course, being the points. But yeah, only three of twelve from the floor. Kevin Love still capable of some of these type of good nights where he's just not really a factor at all offensively. Not getting open, getting the ball knocked out of his hands multiple times, though he didn't actually get blocked, but he got the ball knocked out of his hands a couple times in this game. Not really able to break loose. Uh, The Mavericks play kind of a chippy style, and I cannot stand the Mavericks any more than I can stand the the San Antonio Spurs, two of my least favorite teams in the entire NBA, and we're talking by a wide margin. I just hate the Mavericks and and the Spurs. I think they're cheap, chippy, cocky, just jackasses, but uh, at the same time, I mean, you know, you get punched in the mouth, you got to learn to punch back a little bit, Timberwolves had no fight in this game, uh, it's amazing they even stayed within 14, it, it really is, like, nobody on the Mavericks was that great, they only shot 41% from the floor, the only problem is they shot 41% from three-point range, because these frickin' Dallas team, or Texas teams, that's what they do, they shoot threes, the Spurs shoot threes, the Mavericks shoot threes, the Rockets shoot threes, I mean, what, what more is there? The Texas three-step, because there's three, that's all they do is shoot threes, and there's three teams. So we're going to kind of move on here. We're going to kind of move on into another direction. A much better played game. But, (laughs) oh, man, Tyson Chandler, I hate that guy. He had 18 rebounds in the game. But, yeah, Friday the 3rd against the the San Antonio Spurs. You saw it coming. Of course you did. Of course you did. The Timberwolves lose 107-101 to against the San Antonio Spurs. And this is one of those games where you don't throw a brick in the TV set. 
you, you know, a, a, a brick, that's way too nice. Though, unfortunately, most of you didn't really have a TV set unless you had League Pass on your TV for this game because the Timberwolves got really creative the last two years and thought, oh, let's just have, let's just not have as many games on TV. Um, maybe more people will come to games. Well, this game was in San Antonio. It's Friday freaking night. You can't have a game on. Uh, I mean, come on, you guys. What's what's the deal with the networks and the Timberwolves? Kind of ridiculous. Oh, we know why. Because they're playing the Spurs. It's Friday night. Who wants to watch a depressing blowout loss to the uh, San Antonio Spurs? Well, no, the Spurs did not blow the Timberwolves out until the fourth quarter. The Timberwolves played extremely well for three quarters. The Timberwolves have played phenomenal in the third quarter this year and bad in the fourth, which is kind of funny, though you can't say that all the time. The Golden State Warriors, the third quarter, yeah, that was different. Um, I, I shouldn't even say that. There is no tell with this team. Just some, there are certain days you got Love and Beasley playing their, their hearts out and kicking major butt, and you get other days where they just, they, they just, they're just not right for whatever reason. They're not hitting their shots. They're not getting open. They're not taking smart shots. Um... Darko Milicic is shooting really horrible again. 2 of 10 from the floor. He was a little frustrating in this game, and he also fouled out. Darko Milicic, pretty terrible in this game, other than a couple of really nice passes. He led the Timberwolves with 4 assists. That's right, your starting center leading the Timberwolves with 4 assists because Luke Rodenauer is not a point guard, though he did shoot 5 of 7 from the floor. We'll give him a little credit there. 14 points, but uh, again, this guy cannot run an offense. He can't get the ball to people... The, the way you'd like. Um, Wesley Johnson only shot the ball seven times, but only made one, and there was a three-pointer. That's good, but yeah. Johnson, not much of a factor. Unfortunately, we could have really used that. One of the neato stats of the night, like Ernie Johnson would say, this was uh, this is a stat that drives me nuts. Okay, Corey Brewer shooting the ball 14 times in this game. Is there any reason why? Because he made only five of them. The shot selection by Corey Brewer, especially as we moved on into that fourth quarter, was extremely frustrating. I thought he was horrendous. Uh, Kevin Love did great for a while. He finished with 25 and 18. Yeah, numbers, those are all-star numbers. There's no doubt about it. The guy is an all-star, and I'm going to say that forever. But no, he shot 8 of 18 from the floor, and he really fell apart in that fourth quarter in a big way. He turned the ball over several times. He turned the ball over four overall in the game, but I believe three of them were in that quarter. Michael Beasley also having trouble controlling the ball. In fact, the whole starting lineup turned the ball over 15 times. Come on! (laughs) That's definitely a problem. It sure is. Uh, The frustration level in this game was off the charts. As mentioned, the Timberwolves were playing so well. The San Antonio Spur announcers... And, of course, yeah, I had League Pass in my droid. You guys know that now. My droid incredible. Um, yep. Brought to you by Verizon. Turbo Timberwolves Explosion is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Yeah, I hope it is. I wish. Verizon, if you're listening, help me out here. I could use it. Use the help. Maybe I could get a better microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, give the listeners a break along with me. Um, yeah, this isn't that bad, is it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the replacing one until I can get the other one fixed. Um... <laughs> Okay, um, excuse me, very major digressing there. Boy, oh boy. It's just like, this is just, that fourth quarter was awful. But no, the announcers, the announcers said, Spurs trying to figure out the young Timberwolves. Did you ever think that the home, the home announcers for the San Antonio Spurs would say, oh, the Spurs trying to figure out the young Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, and then the fourth quarter came in and, 
the announcer said something, well, this is where a young team usually colla- uh, usually uh, collapses at this point, or folds. And oh, did the Rolls fold. After a beautiful 32-18 to third quarter in favor of the Wolves, we had a 36-15 to fourth quarter in which the De- San Antonio Spurs took the demolition crew to the Timberwolves and won this game to make it to make themselves 16 and 3 at the time. They had just lost to the Clippers, which was hilarious. Um, the Timberwolves though just an, just a heartbreaking loss. Absolutely heartbreaking loss in this game. And for the second week in a row, the Timberwolves build a huge lead on the Spurs, play fantastic and get destroyed in the end. Michael Beasley for the record, 12 of 24 from the floor, 28 points. All-star numbers as well. Um, at least in the off, at least offensively. Though he needs to protect the ball a little bit better. I'm getting really frustrated with that. Michael Beasley still out of control. San Antonio, though, what do you expect? Uh, Ginobili, this is the funny part. Ginobili made one field goal in the whole game. It's about freaking time, but unfortunately, guess what? He did make 13 of 13 free throws. Yeah, Mike Mano Ginobili finds a way to be a dagger in the Timberwolves. A thorn in their side. Just a prick. Okay, yeah, that's what he is. But, uh, you know, a prick in their toe. <laughs> yeah. Tony Parker hit 50% of his shots. The Spurs actually did not shoot well from three-point range. But, boy, when that son of a bitch, and I just said the word, sorry, but I said it, Matt Bonner hit that shot midway through the third quarter, his only shot of the game, a three-pointer. When that SOB, Matt Bonner, hit that shot, you knew the Timberwolves were not going to win this game. And that's just how it seems to go all the time. That frickin' Matt Bonner, he seems to, whatever it is, he just sparks the the Spurs with that one little shot, especially when he plays us. <laughs> it sure seems that way. And uh, that's when you just knew it was going to happen. George Hill and Tony Parker, both of the Spurs point guards, with 20 points apiece. Ah, <laughs> Not a fun game for the Wolves. In the end, it was fun for about three quarters, three quarters, but that fourth quarter unfortunately loomed large. Duncan had 22 to lead San Antonio and the Timberwolves get beaten and heartbroken in that game. But as mentioned, the competitiveness of the Timberwolves, the solid play. You could tell this team was mad after that game, especially being as the second time in about a week we lost to the crappy, okay they're not crappy, but annoying San Antonio Spurs. And yeah, they're, they're just annoying. They won't go away. I hate them. They got their four titles and they will not go away. But Saturday night, Timberwolves come home. That's a long flight, by the way. They come home to play the, Senate, the Cleveland Cavaliers, just fresh after getting demolished by LeBron James. Yep, getting... <laughs> yeah, that's quite a familiar name right there, LeBron James. Demolishing the Cleveland Cavaliers Thursday night on TNT with Charles Barkley. LeBron is terrible to leave Cleveland, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are terrible, and they proved it tonight. But, uh, yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers were terrible again. Two nights later, not only did the Cavaliers get demolished by the uh, by their hated LeBron James. I mean, I've never seen a crowd boo more more lustily than this game, than that game on, on Thursday night. But then they turn around and get demolished by the Minnesota Timberwolves and Target Center on Saturday the 4th of December. This was an absolute party for us Timberwolves fans. There is no doubt about it. The Wolves win 129-95. That's right, the Timberwolves scored 100 and 29 points in in a, in, a, in, a, in regulation. Look, that's not enough to work with? Mm-hmm. You bet it is. You bet it. Timberwolves dominate in this game. And it also shows, yeah, the offensive 
capability of this team <laughs> does exist and, and persists. <laughs> That's kind of a line I stole from uh, from uh, <laughs> Dwight Eisenhower about the military-industrial complex and all that stuff. But um, we'll leave that alone for now. Uh, yeah. Michael Beasley hurt, unfortunately, in that Spurs game, his ankle. He kept playing in the game, but then he could not play against the Cavaliers. So what do the Wolves do? Yeah, they, they beat the Cavs by over 30 points at home. Go figure. Uh, Kevin Love near is just so close to a 30-20. He went up with 28-19. and 19. He just needed one more basket and one more rebound. Could not get that done. But it was an absolute party. Kevin Love hit all five of his three-pointers. He was just looking at the crowd, just kind of like, uh-huh, this is, this is what it's about, guys. Corey Brewer filling in for Michael Beasley in the roster. They slide Wesley Johnson over to small forward. And Wes Johnson is 8 of 9 from the floor. 3 of 4 from 3-point range. And again, an absolute party. 20 points for Wesley Johnson. Really fun to see. Darko Millicent shot 50%. 6 of 12 from the floor. 14 points. 3 blocks in the game. Um, Ridnour, whatever. He was okay. (laughs) I'll leave that where it is. Wayne Ellington joined the party as well. 4 of 6 from 3-point range. 16 points in the game. An absolute party again. Sebastian Telfer adding 7 assists. Just up and down the floor. We are going to go out and kick somebody's ass because, gosh dang it, we're sick and tired of losing (laughs) and sick and tired of dealing with games like that Spurs game that broke our hearts, pissed off our fan base. We're better than this, damn it. I mean, we can score points, and boy, oh boy, did the Timberwolves score points against the Cleveland Cavaliers. This game, just one play after another, one three-pointer after another, up and down the court, rebound, score, 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 score. That's what the Wolves did pretty much this entire game. This was a blast. This is what it's about. This is a small inkling of what the Timberwolves could potentially be later on. If they could just bring some consistency to that floor. Now, you're not going to shoot that well every night. They shot about 60%. They shot uh, from the overall, they shot about 70 from three-point range, which is unconscious. In fact, it's an all-time record. 18 three-pointers by the Timberwolves in this game uh, out of 26 attempts. Unconscious performance by the Wolves on this particular night, the 4th of of, uh, December, Saturday. That's what it was. Um, Just... I just enjoyed it so much, and uh, I'm sure a lot of you Wolves fans did as well. Again, a sign of the times, a sign of what this team could become. Give the ball to Wesley Johnson a little bit more. He's still only nine attempts. He shot He made, She got eight of nine. If the guy's hitting his shots, give him the ball. Just give him the ball. Wayne Ellington looked like he did last year as well, like I'm saying. When he was kind of like last year's Wesley Johnson, except a much weaker version of him. Wesley Johnson has a chance to be pretty damn good in this league. Wayne Ellington is an off-the-bench spark plug. But yeah, 6 of 9 for Ellington, like I said earlier. Just what a fun game. Just a refreshing game. And uh, and fortunately, the Wolves play competitively against the New York Knicks, but not quite the 30-30 performance by Kevin Love tonight that you saw last time the Wolves and Knicks met about three weeks ago. Now, gosh, it's been a while. But yes, Monday the 6th, we're going to review the New York Knicks game with the Wolves. We'll get to that right now. A 121-114 loss at the hands of the New York Knicks. Kevin Love, though, did not get 30 rebounds, but he did get 33 points. Again, if he's not an all-star, they're making a huge mistake, and they are just, it's a crime. The guy needs to go to the all-star game. Does Kevin Love? Michael Beasley also played fairly well in this game. 
Yes, he did. In fact, he had 25 points overall. I just don't. I, I don't understand why Beasley doesn't get more rebounds. He's averaging about five a game. That's kind of that's pretty low. I thought he was better than that. Didn't he average about ten a game with uh, K State in college? Uh, somebody fill me in with that. PMAC, if you're listening, and I hope you are, of course, Rusty and PMAC, the hosts of the crossover podcast on the SportsStuff.com and iTunes, Knicks and Nets, Nets and Knicks show. Just absolute blast. They are two of the coolest people in the world. Very knowledgeable about the game. Very entertaining, which I try to bring to this show as well, as you could probably hopefully tell. Um, man, PMAC, congratulations with you, New York Knicks. They are absolutely stepping up. They've won five in a row. And uh, it's been a long time since the Knicks had this many wins this early in the season. And, uh, hey, it's about time the Wolves are 13-9 and nine as well. That'd be nice. We could use it. We sure could. Um, this game, though, not bad, but not great. Just not not much. Uh, the Wolves had a nice contribution from the bench, though. Corey Brewer, Wayne Ellington, Sebastian Telfer, all a factor. This was pretty much an eight-man rotation-type game. Nikola Pekovic getting some rare playing time. Did not make a shot, only made one free throw in about nine minutes. That's all he did. In fact, he got blocked once, and he got two fouls. That's nice. Nikola Pekovic, not much of a factor. But Telfair, Ellington, and Brewer, all solid contributors. Three of six, three of seven, and three of seven, respectively, for the three guys there. Telfair, the best of the bunch, with 11 points overall, but he only made half of his free throws, and that's ridiculous, especially in a game like this. And, you, and you, those are crucial points. And the guy could not make his free throws. Just, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Though the rest of the team was pretty good from the line. In fact, Kevin Love, 10 of 10 from the line in this game. Michael Beasley made all four of his. Other than that, not many free throw attempts for the Wolves overall. That's another problem. Luke Ridnar got hot from three-point range. Made three of four. But uh, he turned the ball over five times and only four assists. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he got his 16 points. But again, another typical... Lousy performance by the Timberwolves point guard, regardless. And um, I'm not saying start Telfair, but Luke Ridnar, man. <laughs> if Johnny Flynn can resemble anything of a point guard when he comes back, you know what? Hey, just put him back in the starting lineup, especially with this exciting, explosive offense. On uh, with the start, just put Flynn back out there again. Luke Ridnar, boy, do they really have to sign him to four years? I'm just. I'm miffed by that. I wish it was two or three. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he's tradable and all that, but I, I just thought, I, I really thought he was going to be that veteran presence that was going to, you know, be a nice stabilizer for the offense. You know, I'm not expecting Magic Johnson or John Stockton or Steve Nash or even, you know, or even Scott Skiles here. I mean, come on, Luke. Come on. You're, you're just not even playing like a point guard. Not only does he turn the ball over, but again, like I'm saying, it doesn't even look like he's running an offense. He's just he plays like he plays like that like that senior in high school that's just a that just screws around and doesn't really run the offense. You know, that's uh, well, I'm the point guard here, so I'm just gonna hang on to the ball and I'm just gonna drive to the basket or I'm gonna put up pull up jumpers. You know, I'm gonna make a nice pass here and there though, just to just to you know, just to say, Hey, yeah, look at that nice dish. Uh huh. See, I'm a great point guard. I'm perfect for this job. You know, just to tell the coach and the teammates that, to prove them that. that. You know, he just reminds you of one of those cherry pickers when you played basketball. You know, one of the seniors. That's pretty much what he is. He'd, he'd be like a senior with the rest of these underclassmen, you can call him. 
Um, <laughs> I hope you like that analogy. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty accurate, to be honest. Um, Darko Milicic, his status is unknown at this time. Only eight minutes in the game, unfortunately. But he, he made all four of his shots. Go figure against his former club. Um, very crazy with how that turned out. Very crazy indeed. But overall, um, well played by the two Timberwolves power four or forwards. Excuse me, Beasley had 25, Love had 33. Uh, the minutes played pretty insane for Michael Beasley. He played almost 45 minutes in this game. Kevin Love played about 42. Both of them 10 of 18 from the floor. But Kevin Love got to the line more, and that's pretty much why his numbers went up. Beasley again, uh, you know, just not so great on defense. Fouled out again. I mean, he's fouled out a couple times this year already. Getting a little frustrating. Um, really sure what the deal is there with that. Just Amari um, <laughs> Stoudemire certainly a problem all over the place. Uh, Wilson Chandler was was good as well. Those two guys pretty much led the New York Knicks down the stretch. Uh, Raymond Felton also fantastic in this game. Probably about as good a game as he's played this year as point guard of the New York Knicks with an 18.11 assist performance. Though he turned the ball over five times. And the Wolves loved that, but unfortunately he took back four steals as well. Um, Amari Stoudemire, though, with a 34-point performance, 15 of 23 from the floor overall, only five rebounds. Um, he's kind of like a Beasley, really. He doesn't really rebound that great all the time, but he sure can put the ball in the basket. You know, the defense also in question. Defense in question for both of these clubs, absolutely all over the all over the place. Again, though, Darko Milicic, not really sure what the deal is. I guess uh, we'll find out. Maybe you know by the time you're listening to this. So that's pretty much about it. This game, just the third quarter did in the Wolves. It was a very solid game, but that third quarter, the Wolves turned the ball over. The Knicks started hitting threes, and uh, that's pretty much about what happened as the team simply seesawed back and forth in the fourth quarter. Fourth in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Knicks, though, attempted 33s in this game. That's getting a little ridiculous, though. They were able to make 13 of them again, as mentioned. Raymond Felton getting hot down the stretch. Also, Mr. Williams as well. Sean Williams of the New York Knicks. I know little about this guy, actually, which is funny. I know just about everybody in this league. But Sean Williams, um, okay. <laughs> uh, I guess he's an okay player. Uh, the Knicks are filled with all these weird guys. Chuck's Turioff's back on the Knicks. That's kind of funny. Ronnie Turioff. Excuse me, he was on the Lakers once upon a time, but whatever, he's still on the next hurry off. Uh, entertaining game overall. Wolves played okay, but the, again, the, the perimeter defense on this team is horrible. Last year, the interior defense got dismantled on a regular basis. But the, uh, you know, and the, and the uh, perimeter defense got dismantled most of the year last year, especially against teams like Golden State and Phoenix, and that's why we gave up 140 points to the teams like that. We're ridiculous. Gave up 121 to the New York Knicks tonight. A team that sure has offense, but not that much. Um, yeah, you, you know, they attempted 33s in this game for a reason, because the guys had a good look at the basket. They weren't just shouting them up willy-nilly. Yeah, maybe a little bit, because 33-pointers is ridiculous, but... Uh, for crying out loud, I mean, man. And they shot about 43% from three-point range. You're not going to win in that sense. The Wolves, though, actually were better percentage-wise, about 48%, 10 of 21 from three-point range. Kevin Love and Luke Ridnar, respectively, leading in that category with three shots, three three-point made apiece, that is. 
uh, feel like a few guys hit a three-pointer as well. Telfair, Brewer, Wesley Johnson, and Michael Beasley to add into that little party there, the three-point party. This That's pretty much what this game was. It was this particular night. Um, and that's pretty much where things are going to stand at this point in time. Timberwolves, unfortunately, now 5 and 16 overall. Not a great record. And uh, that's just how we're going we're to have to be at this point in time. As we're going to look into the coming week here very shortly. But also, it happened a couple nights ago. In fact, this was in the uh, <laughs> this was in the Cleveland game, unfortunately. Tulliver, or no, this was the Spurs game. Excuse me, Spurs game. Anthony Tulliver uh, sprained, his, uh, sprained his MCL in the game and is out six to eight weeks. That's right. Six to eight weeks. Very, very frustrating indeed. Uh, it could be any way. Uh, Tolliver wrote on his Twitter page that he'd be back sooner. You got to like that. Um, we'll see how that turns out. And that, that's too bad, you know, because Tolliver was a really nice villain, especially at the center spot, a guy who could block shots just like Darko Milicic could come in for uh, Kevin Love in situations. Maybe when you need a little defense inside. Man, just ridiculous. Frustrating. As mentioned, Flynn, Johnny Flynn, that is, and Martel Webster have not played yet due to their long-term injuries as well. Uh, similar in time for both of them. Actually, you know, a lot of people thought Flynn was going to be back maybe as soon as the third week of November. We're still waiting. It could be, ah, who knows how much longer this is going to take. It's getting kind of silly. If he's getting sent back down to the D-League, though, that's a bad sign because not only is it a health thing, but the guy must be just, must not have figured it out. Marcus, the forecaster, and I, boy, I wish I could have had him on this on this particular night. We were watching a video of Johnny Flynn in that D-League. The internet definitely helps you in that area to be able to do that. Um, <laughs> but Johnny Flynn, this guy would constantly leave his man and then ah, go spry, running out, flailing his hands in the air while he's flying, trying to fly towards the guy who's already got the three-point shot in the air. And usually it goes down, because if a guy's open, he's probably going to hit the three-point shot in a professional basketball. No, not all the time, but still it's a, a lot heavier risk in pro basketball, even even in the D-League, because a lot of those guys, you know, they're they're pretty damn close to NBA level, just not close enough, I guess. Uh, but Johnny Flynn, just typical Wolves perimeter defense. They continue to leave their man, they leave the guy open from three, and he's going to hit the shot, you know, probably about 50% of the time when they're wide open like that in the in professional basketball. Uh, come on, man. I I just don't know what the deal is with Johnny Flynn. Um, him and Rambis did not get along well last year. Didn't he didn't really look like a point guard either in that in that game when we watched an extended video on him in that D League. Just we, we wanted to see what he is if he could be anything of a point guard, and if you know he'd figure he's figured it out at all. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you he has. I can't. Hopefully, hopefully we're dead wrong. I know it's just one D League game, and he might be. Not be playing as hard as you'd expect, but or as, as you'd hope. But my God, I mean, try to set some type of example, man. I mean, he, whatever, you know, that wasn't that good. It just wasn't. Can't wait for Marco Webster to come back and see what he can really do. It's going to be interesting to see who loses his playing time here and what happens. Uh, I hope it's Corey Brewer that loses his playing time. I'm sorry to say it to the guy. He's a nice guy. He's got a nice smile, but Corey Brewer is not that good. He drives me crazy. And I'm sure he drives other people crazy. And my God, does he drive Kurt Rambis crazy. I mean, Kurt Rambis, 
oh, Karambas, you could just see the agony in his face with, with some of the decisions that Corey Brewer makes offensively and defensively. And uh, if he's your defensive specialist and your coach wants to almost wants to almost pull his tie off, either choke himself or Corey Brewer or both with it, um, then he's not a defensive specialist. He's just not. He, he's not when he's making these type of mental mistakes in his what fourth year in the league. That's 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 bullshit. <laughs> I mean, and again, that's boy, that's my second swear word in this show. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm gonna let it play. Uh, that's what it is, though. I mean, when your team goes one and four, you know, some of the frustration is going to come out, and some, you know, I might get a little more vulgar once in a blue moon. But uh, the guy, Corey Brewer, this guy, I can't, I just, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I gave him some kind of some nice praise last last show, but almost immediately after that, I was like, you know what? The Corey Brewer, Corey Brewer, I just, I'm glad the Timberwolves did not. Uh, tender the team option for next year. I, I'm glad it's 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 time to go. It's time to go. I'm sure he'll resurface elsewhere in the league. There's no doubt about it that he deserves to be on an NBA roster. But the guy, it's it's time to go. He just he bad shot selection. He never he he rarely makes his shots at all. He flails to the basket like he's like he's a freshman in high school. He defends like a freshman in high school. I mean, I just I'm sick of it. It's time to go. It's time to go for Corey Brewer. So, yes, Marshall Webster will be a welcome addition to this roster, as you guys might imagine. We're just going to continue as is here. As mentioned, though, Kevin Love. I'm just going to pretty much conclude with this, though. Uh, Kevin Love, uh, the guy absolutely needs to make the all-star team, and I'm going to keep saying it pretty much until it happens. Al Jefferson got snubbed two years for the Timberwolves in the past by David West. Not officially by David West, but for David West, uh, when it came to the All Star vote. Well, not votes. The the coaches pick the the reserves. The fans the fans picks are pretty ridiculous sometimes. Guys like Vince Carter and Allen Iverson getting in in, in years that they shouldn't even have probably. Yeah, they shouldn't have been the twelfth man on those All Star teams. There's no, they were terrible. They couldn't guard anybody. They're selfish and they're out of control. Sorry, Rusty, but you know Vince Carter. Certain years he didn't belong there. Certain years he did. When he was on the Nets, he was wonderful. But uh, I digress back to where I belong. Kevin Love, they had better not, <laughs> they had better not snub Kevin Love when it's all-star time. The guy deserves to be in the all-star game, without a doubt. The guy is putting the Timberwolves on Center on the front page of Yahoo, not just Yahoo Sports, yeah, Yahoo Sports, but for Yahoo on occasion here now. Kevin Love is about as good a rebounder as we've seen since Dennis frickin' Rodman. And, uh, I knew Kevin Love was a great rebounder, a very good rebounder, maybe 12, 13 a game. But when we're talking 15, 16, it's, that's getting really stinking good when we're seeing 20 rebound games on a regular basis. And now the guy's offensive game is starting to really get ridiculous. Upper 20s, low 30s on a regular basis. Clearly, Kevin Love is an all-star. He deserves to be there. And uh, I can't wait to see him in that all-star jersey. Um, the Timberwolves made, oh, God, it's going to hurt to say this. I love El Jefferson, and his Utah Jazz are awesome. They really are. I mean, the Utah Jazz are... I actually like the Jazz for the first time in my 20-some years of watching basketball. I actually kind of like the Jazz right now. I just have hated that franchise forever, just like the Spurs and the Mavericks. But uh, they were probably my third least favorite team in basketball, and then watching the Wizards included there. 
Um, <laughs> amazing run by the San Antonio Spurs, but Millsap has been better than Jefferson down in Utah. I mean, you guys see it, that pay attention to basketball. You see the scores, you watch it on maybe on your league pass if you have it. Jefferson's good, but what, Millsap is even better. The Wolves made the r- r- right decision keeping Kevin Love. Holy crap, Batman! Yeah, I said it. Okay? Are you happy now? <laughs> Are you happy now? I remember, uh, yeah, Lucas Quayle last year in the uh, Facebook group. We're going to get to that here in a second as well. Um, I'm sorry that I haven't gotten to it sooner. But, yeah, Lucas Quayle, just, uh, wow. You were, you, were, you were right, man. You were right. Kevin Love is the MVP of the Timberwolves. He is. He is. So we'll conclude with that. Uh, now to get to the Facebook group. Thank you guys that do join and that post on here. Sebastian Balls has been doing it lately. Um, Nigel Southern didn't post since the last show. That's too bad. So I miss you out there. I'm sure you're listening. I miss you out there. You're probably busy with your job and all your very, you know, yeah, you get some long hours. I might be getting some too soon again, but I'll keep doing the show, luckily, because the schedule does allow it, believe it or not. need to record in the late in the evenings. Um, on the Facebook, go into the search bar, type in Timberwolves Explosion, Minnesota Timberwolves Show. Simply type that in, and you will find it immediately. And then simply join it. We'll appreciate it very much. And you can post and you can read it on air. Also, Tim Rolls Explosion has a Twitter account. It's twitter.com forward slash wolves explosion. Simply follow that. Uh, I generally tweet during games and stuff. Maybe random stuff going on during the week. I wasn't active for the first time in a while this past week. I apologize for that as well. Those of you that do follow that Twitter. And I thank you all indeed. Sebastian Ball says, come on, T-Puppy. Come on, T puppies. Beasley and Love can just win games by themselves from it. <laughs> this is pathetic. I said, yeah, there's something about the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's something about the Warriors. I told about the article and all. Like, we couldn't believe what the heck is going on with Darrell Wright. Who the heck is Darrell Wright? Unbelievable. I also mentioned Sebastian. Welcome to the group. Very happy to have him. Indeed. And I told him to please keep posting. He says, thanks. And Wright was just on fire and he was beyond on fire. It was kind of stupid. <laughs> a role player like that getting that hot is kind of stupid. Sebastian Balls, who also is a frequent uh, contributor to the Purple Mafia show. Appreciate him very much here. He says, what's sad is we turn it over as many times as Love gets a rebound. 22, of course. This is all in the Warriors game, so hasn't been active for the past week or so, unfortunately. Yeah, it was just a really weird game. You know, it really was. Uh, Sebastian Ball's comments saying, yeah, Golden State doesn't even look that good. And no, they're really not that good. They're fun to watch. They're entertaining. They're kind of like a little bit better version of us, I guess, in a way. Uh, no, maybe not. It'd be like, with them, it's the guards, though, that are scoring the 25, 28-point games. The Currys and uh, uh, Curry and Ellis, those two guys. With us, it's, it's Love and Beasley are doing that on a regular basis. But uh, no, yeah, Golden State isn't that good. David Lee is not as good as Kevin Love. There's no doubt about it. And he got a ridiculous contract and uh, kind of a stupid move by the Warriors. I love their uniforms, though. I love them. They're kind of like circa mid to late 70s. That is some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen. Their their floor is just beautiful, the way they did that Oracle Arena. It is just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I just love it. <laughs> if if you can judge a team just in the uniforms, the Golden State Warriors are the best team in the NBA. I mean, though that though they might have the they might have the best uniforms in all of basketball. And right now, I, gosh, I can't really argue anybody else. 
the early 90s Atlanta Hawks, late 80s. Oh, yeah. I love those two. Actually, 82 to, to 92, the Atlanta Hawks had it figured out as well. But that was then, and they're too stupid to go back to those uniforms. Hopefully someday they will be smart and go back to them. It would be the best thing they ever did. And I said that on the air, and I mean it. Um, <laughs> we're going to see the Timberwolves debut their black jerseys very soon here. I believe it's December the 12th. That will be cool. That Actually, they did a much better job on these uh, than the previous ones. The previous ones, the Timberwolves look like the Spurs. Do you really want to look like the Spurs? I sure don't. Yeah, they won championships, but I hate the Spurs. Their arrival, or at least they were when we were when Garnett and Duncan were going at it when they were a lot younger. But, um, no, I hate the Spurs. I don't want to look like them. I don't care how many titles they win. I want to be the Timberwolves and not the Spurs. But uh, the job they did on these uh, new black ones, hey, I actually might like a black jersey finally. Because even though I think it's one of the most overdone things in the history of sports is the black jersey. It's, come on, everybody's doing it. I don't know why, what the obsession is with black all the time. But uh, they did a good job on it. And I'm going to give them a little bit of props. All right, so we're going we're gonna to get to the contact details. Well, I already told you about the Twitter account and the Facebook group, but also there's a call-in line to the sportsstuff.com that I'd like you to call in for the Timberwolves explosion. <laughs> 209-736-7877. Please call for that. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves explosion and do your comment and shout-out and all that good stuff. I know you guys are out there, so somebody please call in. Um, Sebastian, maybe, hey, how about maybe you can call in. Maybe uh, Brent Jacobson, Bob from Minneapolis. You guys are out there. Give me a call. Joe Weiss. Hey, uh, if you're still listening, call in. Alec. Yeah, call in. It'd be great to hear from you guys again. I'd just be great to hear a voice on this show. Again, do contribute to the group and Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, also, the message boards on the sportstuff.com. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS board. Simply click on that, and then you can join. After you click register, the... Uh, Message boards have been uh, split up in divisions, so you can talk about all the teams in the same division. It's fun, but I mean, obviously, you're going to talk about the Wolves only, if most of you, but you can interact with other people from the same division, which is kind of a cool idea that Dylan Richardson came up with a while ago. Uh, do join and have some fun, talk some basketball with a lot of knowledgeable people like Rusty, PMAC, Brian Cush. <laughs> I could go on forever. Aussie Wolf, of course, that's Nigel Southern. NY Buddha, Tarek, you guys are good. Red Sten, remember those guys? Uh, Gavin Jackson, of course, Clippers UK. Those guys all know their basketball. They're all cool to talk to. And, uh, yep, there's Mavs fan as well who talks about the Mavericks. Yep, uh, you guys join that. It'd be terrific. Talk some basketball with those guys and many others. And uh, there you go. All right, I want to thank you guys for listening. And, uh, well, we'll hope the Timberwolves can <laughs> have a slightly better week here. It's getting a little frustrating, as you might imagine. So we'll be back in about a week or so. Take care, everybody. 